Hello, friend, and thanks again for tuning in to our 260 Challenge. Appreciate you giving the podcast a listen. We are on Acts chapter number 21 of our 260 Challenge today, and I want to uh, just look at this from uh, a perspective on the life of Philip. How do you how do you know when something is is going to last versus making just a little uh, impact, a little fizzle, a few um, a few years in, a few weeks in, a few months in? And then it seems like somebody's ministry just kind of kind of fades or it kind of goes by the wayside. But certainly wasn't the case in the life of Philip. And I want to look at something here uh, to, to kind of explain to you why I think that is. He was the first deacon in the church, and he had led a, an all-city revival in Samaria. He also led uh, to the Lord one of the major occult leaders at the time, a man named Simon. And then he got into a conversation with an angel. And the angel sent him to, to Ethiopia, who many believe is responsible for the gospel being spread to Africa. But Philip led him to Christ and baptized him. And for his finale, after he baptized him, Philip just absolutely just what? He just vanished. Two went into the water and only one came out. And that's Acts chapter 8. But the book of Acts spans over 30 years, right? 32 years, I believe. And in Acts 6, we're introduced to Philip. Then... Then when he was uh, introduced as a deacon to the church, but by the time we reach Acts 21 in our chapter today, it has been several years. But then uh, miraculously, Philip just shows up again. He reappeared, I believe it's like 28 years later. He absolutely just uh, appeared again. Look in verses number eight. It says, "In the next day, we that were of Paul's company departed and came into Caesarea and were entered into the house of Philip, the evangelist, who... Uh, which was one of the seven, and abode with him. Notice that they went to Philip's house. It's relevant. I'll come back to that in just a minute. But there's there's three three key words or three key uh, values I believe you can see about Philip in this chapter, and it's why he had the longevity in, in ministry that he had. First, I see I want to talk about the word balance. His his home life was just important to him as his church life. The passage says that they. We're entering the house of Philip. But now Philip was, what, 32 years older, and his home was a refuge still yet for Paul on his journey. I love that when Paul needed to go to a home in Caesarea, he could go to Philip's. Philip wasn't some bitter retired pastor who got burned out in the ministry of the church. He was not um, living with his third wife. He was still a relative and still living a godly life at home. And then you see that Philip was still what I would call current or, or relative. Philip was not just about what God had done in his life, but he was about what God was still doing in his life. Notice that it called him what? Philip the Evangelist. Philip was not Philip the Deacon or Philip the Baptizer, as he was in chapter 6 and 8. Here he calls him Philip the Evangelist. He had uh, some of the some of the same uh, traits, but he still had a passion that never faded away and a call to lead people to Jesus. If anyone had any stories to tell, I, I guarantee it was Philip. Yeah, I was the first deacon, and every time uh, Philip saw a water baptism in the church, he would say, yeah, that's great, but let me tell you about the time I baptized this uh, Ethiopian. And but he, he could have always talked about what he used to do or what he did do, but no, he was still being current and being active. We need to stop with all what we did and start telling about what we're doing. Listen, what we did matters, what we did made a difference, but what are we doing today? Are we living an active, uh, alive Christ, uh, a life for Christ? He had balance. He was he was current, but he also had some priorities. Good stuff.
that does not come without what without hard work. I see good stuff when I when I read about Chil Philip's children. Two words stand out. Look here in verse number nine. The same man had four daughters, virgins, which did prophesy. These these words to me are huge because they describe moral living and a purity and, and a calling. These two things don't just happen by accident. Someone took the time with those four girls and, and taught them the importance of being pure, taught them the importance of living a, a holy life. And that's why the Bible will call them virgins and, and, and uh, prophetesses. Philip wasn't just ministering to, to widows in Acts 6 and to an Ethiopian in Acts 8. He was influencing people in his own home. And man, that's, that's a lesson for all of us. I find that the book of Acts is, is extremely interesting. And, and it could easily be called uh, the book of truths. It's just not just not knowing about a bunch of stuff. It's about doing a bunch of stuff. But knowledge of the Bible does not guarantee the application or the action of Bible verses. You need truth, but you also need action. So uh, to know does not mean that we necessarily do. But how do we impact the people over the period of three decades like Philip did? I think we pursue balance. We, we, we stay uh, balance with our home and our ministry life. I think we absolutely uh, stay current. We don't talk about what we used to do. And I believe we have strong priorities. I believe that we uh, have priorities that are important to us to remain evangelists, to remain uh, instilling into our children. That's why we're reading about Philip in Acts 21. It should be a challenge for every single one of us. It's a challenge for me with my two children. It's a challenge for me with my ministry and life balance. And it's certainly a challenge for me to not dwell on what we've done but to focus on what we're doing. And what we're doing is to make God known and tell folks about his awesome, his wonderful, and his amazing grace that saved a wretch like me.